out. Welcome in to Free Skate Friday from the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined for Free Skate Friday by AJ Hayfley and Evan Rowell, as almost always, and back on the show again to join us to make some very interesting bubble hockey predictions, Dario Ronzoni. Dario, how you doing? I'm awesome. I'm excited for hockey, that's for sure. Oh, tell me about it, man. I just cannot wait for real proper hockey that matters to get back. Excuse me. It's Free Skate Friday. I'm already sipping on my avalanche. <laughs> Amber here, so. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. That's just, how, yeah, that's just how excited I am I, right there, I guess. But on today's show, we're going to be predicting everything and everything when it comes to Round zero, I guess, if you want to call it that, whether it be the round robin or the play-in rounds. We'll get to the West. We'll get to the abs in a little bit. But I wanted to start things off a little bit more simple. Let's start with the East Coast, the Eastern Conference, the Toronto bubble, if you will. Let's go with the round robin here. We all have predictions, and we're starting off with quite a bit of differences here. AJ, you're at the top. Should we start with you? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I've got Tampa, man. I, I buying in on Tampa, at least in the round robin. Uh, I think they, they, they look great. And I think they're just the most talented team in the NHL, uh, top to bottom. I think that's, that's the best club in, in the league. And they're who I have, uh, coming out of the round robin at number one. Um, I've always been higher on Philly than everybody else. So this is just consistent with that. Um, <clears throat> Boston, I think is, um, I, I would have had Boston at four, except I'm worried about the Carlson thing. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the Carlson injury, I would have had those swapped, but because I'm worried about it, I don't know it. I don't know what's going on with that. I put, I put Washington last. So I, the Washington last, I could definitely see, especially given a potentially serious injury to Carlson. Uh, but I, my uh, prediction is actually a little bit misleading. I actually have a four-way tie in yeah. the Eastern Conference round robin, and this is just the order in which they are ranked by regular season points percentage. So I think it's completely wide open in the East. I think any of these teams could take it very, very easily, and, and it could go either way, all four ways, however you want to call it. Any combination. Yeah, there you go. Evan, what explain yeah. to me your uh, your Washington love here? No, well, well I, I have them second, Mario, but, yeah. but I did I did consider them first. I do like that team a lot, but I do think skill is going to kind of win out here in this quick three game set. Um, assuming Tampa's healthy, I know Stamkos and Hedman have been kind of held out there for a little bit, but that's just a, a really talented team, and I do like all four of these teams. Um, Carlson injury does worry me a little bit, but I just think that's a, a really good team over in Washington. I'm a little concerned about Holtby now that Samsonov is 
not going to be an option. Um, and then Boston's solid team. I, I, I had concerns about Pasternak since he didn't really get a get a training camp, but I saw his goal the other night, so I'm not sure he's going to be missing too much there. So all good teams. I just like the Lightning skill overall to win out in this quick round-robin series. At this point, the missing Stamkos is almost just par for the course, is it not? <laughs> like, I, I yeah. think he should actually be back, but yeah, still. and I, I think Hedman was kind of a precautionary thing too. So, yeah, yeah that'd be a bigger loss. All right, Dario, can you start on Washington here? Well, I, I share your opinion, Rudo. I think they're all. I think this is a lot different than the West. I think they're all really close. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of a crapshoot who takes. Uh, this round robin. Um, I didn't want to go full chalk. I just have a really good feeling. It's more of a gut feeling with Washington and the fact that they are off of a year from their Stanley cup. They don't have the Stanley cup hangover. Um, and um, I just, I feel like uh, Ovechkin is just going to go off and, um, but the powerhouse in the East is by, there's no question Tampa Bay. They're just so deep and they're so talented. Um, I think they're the favorite when they start to finally actually play games. But as far as a, you know, a one game round robin hot team, um, I think it's going to be really with round robin play. I think it's going to be really offensively focused. Um, I just feel really good about Washington uh, making a, a a push in the round robin play. Faith in the OB spot, basically. Yeah, he already scored from his office in the exhibition game. Everyone knew it was going to happen, and. He's just like, you know, he's like clockwork. Puck got to him, and he just hammered it home. It's just crazy. You just wish, you would think with the Avalanche um, and their and their talent that they would have at least one go-to process within the power play like Washington does. But, yeah, no, I like Washington in a, in a one-game playoff. I think um, they have a, a chance. So a couple of players arriving late is really enough to – knock down the runaway Boston Bruins for you guys. All three of you having them in third. Yeah. Marshawn got hurt too, didn't he? He left the game the other night. So, I mean, that's a... It's 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 hard to know with these injuries, man. They're they're tighter lipped than ever. Yeah. 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 I I I really have no idea. Well, the only one we know about is Dougie Hamilton with... Carolina. He's not going to play in game one. We know that for sure. But that's not yeah. round robin. That's yeah. That's the I, I mean, I I didn't I did not factor him playing in that series at all. <clears throat> all right, just keeping given it simple. What we've heard. So that, the thing is, no matter our predictions in this round robin, nobody gets eliminated. So there's not too much skin on the line here, but if we move into our next series, which is going to be the five twelve in the East of Pittsburgh versus Montreal, someone could be gone in three games. And it would appear that we all believe <laughs> someone will be gone in three games. I thought I was going out on a limb here. <laughs> wow. Montreal, no one giving them any hope against the, uh, the powerhouse Pittsburgh here. Yeah, none of us have any faith in the in the Habs apparently. Yeah. Holy, I mean, Christ. unless Yari and Murray back there are just an absolute sieve, I just don't see how yeah. they keep up. Yeah. yeah, and like a healthy Penguins team, which they really haven't been all year. Um, yeah, I'm. 
they're they're at full strength for the first time, and that makes them terrifying as a five seed. And for all of us to say that they're going to sweep tells you what we believe um, Carey Price is capable of right now. He never would have said that no matter what talent he had on his team in a previous year. But three uh, years ago, definitely. Yeah, he's just the wheels come off a little bit. And I don't think there's any faith that he can he can stop a puck uh, and, and steal even a game. According to us, for uh, that's remarkable. Certainly not against Crosby, Malkin, and Co. But yeah, I just don't. I just I don't have that faith. Yeah, healthy Pittsburgh team, and one thing I was factoring is that you know those stars have a lot of miles on their legs, and they got a nice break to kind of go in for a sprint here, and they're just too talented. Yeah, that's a, that's a good team. This is a debate I've had a few different times with different people, but. Is is being is having that veteran status better for you to on the break, or is it better to have young legs to jump back in? Because the, obviously the older guys are going to be rested and refreshed, but does it take a little something to get going again? I think the the veteran thing is going to come into play more with structure and understanding what needs to be done to win, and I think that's just going to help out Pittsburgh here early and Montreal. I just, I I don't think they're a bad team. I think, you know, they're not the worst team in this round or in this playoff situation, but they just don't have the high end talent to keep up in my opinion. Yeah. I I think when you're a veteran team, if you, if you're in a five game series and you can't afford to lose the second game after you lose the first one, that'll be, um, uh, that'll play a huge role for those games. But, um, but yeah, I agree. That I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how much it matters. Um, you know, I think the guys that stay in shape, stay in shape and be ready to go. And the guys that, you know, kind of take their time and work their way into it, they're going to be in trouble no matter what. They're a yeah. young guy or a veteran. Yep. Okay. All right. Very hockey answers of you. Didn't say a whole <laughs> lot without saying much at all. Um, we'll keep on rolling here as as we have a pretty decisive Eastern Conference by the looks of things. The next is the 6-11 with Carolina versus New York. Again, all of us going with Carolina. Dario and AJ taking the 3-0 sweep, though. Sell me on Panera not being able to pull out a game for New York. Um. Well, I mean, Svechnikov is going to... He's going to do his thing. And Carolina is just a way better team. All right. They're, now let me I, hear from someone who doesn't love Svechnikov. I think, <laughs> I think they're just significantly better is all, is all there is to it. And the Rangers were riding a huge wave of momentum at the end of the season. All of that got stopped. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not buying, uh, I'm not buying really small sample sizes out of them. Um, I think Carolina is significantly better. I think playoffs are about matchups and when you're like built like New York and you've made it to this point, uh, leaning heavily on one line for production, um, Carolina, if they do it right, they're going to be matching and it's going to be really hard for that top line to uh, break through, especially with one player. I, I, you know, they get to game plan, they get to, yeah, they get to match lines and it's going to be a, it's going to be a, Real uphill battle for uh, New York to handle Carolina's depth, even the, just cope with it. Where where I am where I am is Panarin could he could two points a game and they could lose three two every night. 
you don't think the combo of Panarin and Zibanejad doesn't get them one W? I don't. I'm not buying on that. I think it. I I agree with you, AJ. I think Carolina is the significantly better team. But when you have two All Star producers like that, they gotta steal one. I think Carolina's goaltending is what gives the Rangers a game. Mrazek struggling back there. I don't. I don't really trust either of their goalies, and. I think that Rangers offense will get them a game, but beyond that, the Rangers just are not a good defensive team and Carolina just wears you down and they're going to take the series. Did Adam Fox dirty right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, look, I have no arguments. We're, we're arguing over uh, one game one for the game. Rangers yeah. here. <laughs> so not a, not a bunch of debate there, but we can continue to move on. Let's get into a, a bit of a closer series here with New York versus Florida. Everyone but Dario going for the five-game series. So this one's feeling closer. We have Dario with the Isles in four, and Evan the only one to take Florida here. Well, I picked them to be my sleeper team, and then, you know, they got yeah, how did that stopped the other go day. For you? <laughs> uh, so I just feel like I, I'm stuck, so I got to go with them. <laughs> um, yeah, Bobrovsky's got to get it together real fast. But I just, yeah, I mean, I've, the these exhibition games have not been high scoring, but I've always felt that these games are going to be a little bit more high scoring than normal, and that's where I trust Florida's offense to kind of take over a little bit here. So I don't feel too confident in this pick after that exhibition game, but I can't, I'm a man of my word, so I'm going to stick with it. I I just can't have the faith in Bobrovsky right now. Can't do it. Can't bring myself to do it. Particularly if Florida was facing almost any other team in the East, I think I would be more, apt to pick them, but New York is a team built to to slow down their forward core, basically. So, I just don't see them pulling it off. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, New York's going to have their whole defensive structure set. They have great goaltending. Um, every goal is going to be a tough battle. I, you know, Evan, you're not the only one that has Florida as their sleeper team. There's a lot of people in the media that have uh, Florida as a as a sleeper out east <clears throat> uh, because of Quinville and because of Barkov and Herbido, but they you know that's the, the, yeah they're facing the wrong team. I think the New York Islanders are actually built to face a team like Florida. It's going to be a tough road for for Florida to beat them. I think. Yep, I think it's strength on strength, and I'm just going with my man Varley. It's all about you weren't you weren't gonna not pick the aisles. Yeah, it doesn't matter if Barley was there or not. Doesn't matter. Well <laughs> we can move on from uh the aisles to the X Isle who shall not be named by a one AJ Hayfley here in his series. Uh the eight nine over in the east with Toronto versus wow. Columbus. Three of no us way. going with the Columbus dog here. Because Toronto hasn't won a playoff series in something like 20 years. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this one's a coin flip for me. Those are two, I think, relatively even teams that just play different styles. And yeah, I could have gone either way on this one. But I'm going to stick with Lumbus just because Seth Jones, I think, is one of the top five defensemen. I think he's going to be the difference in this series. Do people actually call it Lumbus? 
I don't know. I'm just lazy. <laughs> Feel like that's calling the avalanche the lanch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cebus. 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 There you go. <laughs> yeah, I just uh this was just um I don't I don't trust the Toronto defense to be able to hold up. I think they're going to be able to score, but I think Columbus's offense is sneaky good, especially now that they're now that they're healthy and uh, they have a guy like Bjorkstrand back in their lineup. It, it, they are, they don't, Columbus doesn't like, overwhelm you with high-end talent in, at forward the way that Toronto does, where they could just throw out two lines of stars and you're just like, oh my gosh. But I just, I love what, uh, I, I love what Columbus has one through 12 in their, in their forward <laughs> I mean, kind of jumping off of that, Tortorella builds teams for playoff hockey. His systems excel at playoff hockey, where you yeah. grind teams down, you just work them to death. And yeah. Toronto, I agree, I think has the skill advantage, particularly up top. Yeah, there's some good young talent on Columbus, but it's not what you're seeing at the top of Toronto's lineup. But if Tyson Berry turns the puck over 25 times in his own zone, if Jake Muzzin can't keep up, if Morgan Riley is offense only, yeah. you can see how it falls apart for sure. Well, I think you're you're dealing with two. What you're what you're dealing with is you're dealing with a Tortorella team that swept Tampa previous year, and there's a lot of gravitas in that fact that he was able to take a huge underdog team and then just completely. Um, destroy Tampa Bay with their style of play. And then you have uh, Toronto with just this, I mean, they're a really deep team, especially up front with their offense and they're fast. And every single one of those guys in that top, you know, nine, uh, it just has a ton of skill. Um, And then they have a lot of skill in the back end and they have some vets with Muzzin and they have good goaltending. yeah, obviously all of us have a 3-2 matchup. It's going to be a close series. I don't think anyone thinks it's going to be a, a you know, a sweep or anything. But uh, I just – in a, in a quick series like that, I got to bet on the talent. And I think Keldon, she, Keldon Sheep, uh, Sheep will be ready for, uh, you know, for a lot of Tortorella tactics, hopefully. I You know, I don't know what Cooper was doing last year, but he, it seemed like they tried to do the same thing they did in the regular season. We'll see if – you know, Toronto does the same, but um, See, that's going to be my, a fun series. My problem, Dario, is you didn't pick any underdogs and you put Boston in third. And the only way Toronto advances is if they play Boston. That's just the, the rule of the universe. So <laughs> I see. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that part of my selection is just hoping for a Toronto media meltdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, they're going to. Toronto media is going to melt down. Yeah, it does not yeah, it matter, matter what happens. Toronto media will will have a day for yeah. sure. They already got this Robertson kid as the next you know Calder candidate, and he's played like two games. All right, not uh, not pre-planned here, but what is your Strava Craft Coffee deep run? Let's go with that. Of not the not the round robin teams, of the teams in the play on round. Which of these teams do you think goes the deepest? Uh, given your picks here, are you looking at uh, not Montreal, obviously, but 
any of the other teams, I believe, got picked. Okay, no, no one picked New York either. So you have Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, Florida, um, and then Columbus or Toronto. Who do you think goes the deepest of the play-in teams? Pittsburgh. Columbus. Columbus. I like that pick. Dario, not sure if you could hear me. No, I was <clears throat> managing dogs there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was your question real quick? Which of these teams from the East play-in rounds do you think goes the deepest in the playoffs? You know, I got a good – and I'm not trying to – Kiss any ass here, AJ, but I got a good feeling about New York. I just don't know why I think the Islanders are going to <laughs> – I don't know why I get the Islanders going to be the Columbus of last year's playoffs. Yes. I, I think they're going to I think they're gonna make a little bit of noise. I don't think they have – I don't know if they can sustain that and <clears throat> go real, real far, like, you know, into the Eastern Conference finals. And uh, But I, I have a feeling they're going to they're gonna upset a couple of series. All right. If you consider the play on an upset. I'll allow this. Well, as the, as the New York Islander fanboys come out once again on this show, it is time to talk about Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives, which you can now purchase in K-Cups if you have your Keurig all set up, as well as ground or whole bean, and you name it. Whatever you need from Strava Craft Coffee, you can purchase it online and get 20% off when you use code DNVR. And now you can sign up for their subscription service and get 20% off every single time you buy. Be sure to jump on it right now. The CBD is non-psychoactive and has been known to help many different aches and pains. If you want to try before you buy, you can always go to numerous locations in and around Denver to give it a go as well. And, of course... My favorite new golf game, WGT Golf. I am the proud owner of DNVR3, as we have to have a DNVR member to set up every single one. And be sure to get in on three before we have to make number four to play in our weekly WGT Golf tournaments. Should have one, excuse me, coming out later tonight sometime. You can play for glory. You can play to beat pretty much everyone at DNVR. I think I came in fifth last weekend, and that was the best actual dnvr member not member but uh employee event result in quite a while so if you want to style on dnvr get into our tournaments download wgt golf today from dnvrgolf.com and search for that dnvr3 clubhouse second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast free skate friday the wait is over. Let's get into the Western Conference here a little bit as we have our round robin predictions. Oh, pretty boring. Everyone believes in the Colorado Avalanche to do the thing much more interestingly. I think we'll talk about the Avs because this is an Avs centric podcast, but everyone with Vegas over St. Louis, I love that. I, I love Vegas's team. I I think they're the Avs' top competition in the West. And the only team I I, I did not consider the Stars winning this at all, but I Same. could see any of the other three. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I think those two teams have a higher skill level than St. Louis, and that's going to matter in this round, Robin. I, yep. Just 
complete loss of faith in Jordan Bennington is honestly what did it for me. I, the the magic is dead, and Vegas is too good a team, too well rounded, too deep, too experienced to let a St. Louis team that I don't think has the high end talent to beat them. Well, for me, I think the Avalanche are the clear best team in that round. But to me, I don't think it's that distinct between Vegas and the Blues. I think it's like 2A and 2B for me. And then I think uh, clearly because of their scoring problems, I, I have Dallas and last. Um, the, the only thing concerning me with Vegas just a little bit is I'm not too – I don't have much more faith in their goaltending than I do the Blues. I don't know. Flurry is super hot, cold. Sometimes you can get on a streak. Um but you know his reputation is built upon that one, uh, that one year of going to the Stanley Cup final. Of late, um, he was really good early in his career. But he went through a big long period of having just some mediocre goaltending, and then they went. <clears throat> he got hot when he got in the uh, in the expansion draft with Vegas, and then he's kind of he's kind of regressed back to what he was. Um, and then of course I, I agree with you, Bennington. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him, never have been. But St. Louis is deep. There's not a line that takes the ice there that, that you can take advantage of. Um, but you can't contain all of their talent typically, even O'Reilly and Tarasenko. They're just a constant pressure team. Um, it's just a matter of whether their um, their offense can put enough in the, in the net. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm I'm just out on Dallas um, as as yeah. honestly even being competitive. I told I think I told you yesterday, Rudo, that I can't wait for the round robin to finish so I can pick against Dallas. It doesn't matter who their opponent is. Take the easiest upset pick of your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just be like, oh, pick it against them. Um, I'm I'm out on Dallas as competitive in this at all. They they got bailed out more than anybody. When they are not allowed to score goals <laughs> with broken sticks, they're not a hard team to beat, basically. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I get I get the flurry thing, but at least I wonder if Vegas recognizes that, too. And that's why yeah, they went how, out and got Robin Leonard. How long is that leash in Vegas, man? Because Leonard, you know, has got to be chomping at the bit to get in. I, I think it's as long as the round robin is. Yeah. If, if, if Flower bombs in the round robin, then... It's Leonard all the way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I I don't have much argument there. Um, and not that it is a massive impact on the team, but expectation is Ryan Reeves might miss a game or two here. Given I think that they decided it was cool. Did they, they let it. Okay. I hadn't heard the update from today, so apologies there. But I, th- I think. What did you guys think of that hit? Just, just out of curiosity. I thought it was BS, man. He he could have let up. Yeah. Like he had plenty of time to recognize that dude's head was headed right for him. It'd be one thing in an exhibition game just to blow someone up. I mean, you can do that. You can be that guy. But when you do it and you hit a guy right in the head, um, and it's kind of predatory in nature, and you're just that much bigger than a guy, and you you know your principal point of contact's the elbow into the head. Man, it's just if that's what they want to stop, you know. Department of Player Safety can do that. They can just say, hey, this is not what we want. This is not going to happen anymore. Have a seat. Yeah, for the record, um, I'm pulling up the hit right now. Sorry. It, it's not great. I like 
Yeah, we can show it here. <laughs> like Schmaltz completely blindside to Reeves here. Reeves already loading up for the hit and just clearly up and into the head. I, I mean, mean, make a pretty clear contact initially. Is Schmaltz okay? I haven't really heard. I heard he left the game. But. He didn't continue to play. I, I haven't heard today on if he yeah. uh, if he's okay or, or or what the concussion yeah. protocol is or whatever. I think that's a big deal because he's an important. He's a really important part for uh, Arizona to be competitive. Yeah. Um. And Reeves, I just think most of his hits are predatory. He sees guys in vulnerable pos- vulnerable positions, and he just says, "Great." I'm he, I'm a massive truck of a human being. I'm I, gonna hit this guy in the next week. Giggles. He 100% hunts hits. Like yeah. he knows why I, he's I don't, out there. Everyone knows why yeah. he's out there. Like I, I don't have any problem with that. If you're a big guy and that's what your game's predicated on, is just blowing guys up when they're vulnerable and, they're, and they have their head down. That's okay, but you got to take the center of the body and you can't target a head. Yep. And you have to put the other players. Um, not safety into consideration when you're making that hit, but where their head is at and what the consequence of your hit's going to be. But if if you're just going to knock the wind out of a guy and knock him into the boards and just, you know, and um, I think uh, Reeves did that to Barry on a hit into the corner one time when Barry was chasing the puck, if you guys remember that, and he just windmilled. He almost was like a bug on the side of the screen. You just, that was a good hit. Um, but if, if you're going to see a guy with his head down and you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make this guy miss a few shifts. I think uh, you're you're doing it wrong. It just sucks because there's there isn't really anybody out there that's going to like make Ryan Reeves pay for a hit like that. Like, oh no, he's going to drop the gloves and then he's going to beat one of your guy, one of your teammates. He's he's going to beat that guy up, and it's like great. Now you know he that there's no there's no like bell that he has to answer because nobody can reach it. You know, like it's just. To me, he just gets just he just continues to skate through his career totally unscathed. He gets to hurt people and just move on. He's top five fighter in the league, would you say? Yeah. I mean he's huge and he's skilled at fighting. Like it's yeah, there's no one really playing in the league that's in his weight class unless they're playing defense now. I mean it would have to be like on the avalanches of Doroff would have to skate down to the other side of the ice and or it wouldn't be on the, he'd be on his side most of like, the time, but it would or, be yeah. like Tom Wilson, and Tom Wilson's way too important to the Caps for him to that. be, yeah. yeah, for him to be, him to be messing around with some fourth line scrub that's going to play seven minutes. Yeah, and yeah. then if you're a smaller guy that wants to take him on, a guy like you know Kane for San Jose, he's a skilled player for them. But you know that's the advantage of being big and can skate, and you can play. You know, it's like Cassian with Edmonton. You know, they, you know, I don't begrudge those guys for being bigger than everybody else and then using that to their advantage. But I do begrudge them when they take predatory hits on the head um, when they don't have to, they could still, he could still blow that guy up. It's just totally free reign for those guys. There's no, there's no punishment unless the league decides that they're going to. And then more often than not, the league's like, "Eh, we cool. Have at it though. The Edmonton allows us a nice segue. Into our into our first sure, Western round series. Indeed. The Oilers versus Chicago. No <laughs> one picking Chicago, but Evan at least had a little bit of faith in the team, unlike the rest of us. I just have yeah. faith in Chicago scoring some goals. That's really all it is. I don't think they have it in them to beat them, but that's really all it is. 
Do you have faith in that defense to stop McDavid and Drysaddle from scoring? I just will? said I have faith in them scoring goals. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to score like seven goals to get a win in that series. <laughs> it can happen. Can the, it? So the big thing for me is that these are best of fives. Yeah. And momentum snowballs really quickly in a best of five where. Uh, I, I just think that we're going to see more sweeps than normal because teams are teams are are either in it they're they're either in form or they're not and in a best of five and it happens in the blink of an eye you're done in a week uh you've you've either got it or you don't and I think that for a team like Chicago it's like <clears throat> let's be real here there's significantly more benefit to them rolling the dice on the twelve and a half percent chance that they win the lotto um, and them getting out of here. Quick, yeah, uh, yeah. The Oilers—they look scary. I, I didn't, I, you know, I knew they had the number one power play in the NHL in the regular season, but I wasn't aware that they had one of the top, if not the top, penalty kill. I think it's number two. <laughs> number two, and then you add in, you know, the MV, you know, the MVP candidate plus McDavid, who isn't an. I, I it's just that, that's just a scary team in a lot of ways. Now they don't have. They don't have a lot of depth past their top, you know, six on the offensive side. And you could talk about their defense, you know. Adam Larson wasn't a great trade for Taylor Hall, but he's he's solid. He's steady. He's like their Eric Johnson, for lack of a better term. He, yeah. he He's okay. And Nurse is pretty good. And, um, you know, Ethan Bear is pretty good. And so is Clef uh, Baum. You know, that team. And then their goaltending – the goaltending just got deeper as far as I'm concerned when they got Smith. We saw what Smith did uh, with the Avalanche last year, even though the Avalanche beat him, but they did it based on just pressure, just constant uh, pressure. But that guy made some, you know, some huge saves, some great saves. He's the only reason they were in it as far as they were in it. So the Oilers are kind of a scary, scary um, playing team to me. I mean, this is, the beginning of the playoffs and you're Chicago's defense and you know, you're about to face McDavid and dry 22, 23, 24 minutes a night. That's a task that I don't have any faith in that defense to, to stop. And the, regardless of Corey Crawford being healthy enough to play, he's not the goaltender that he was when Chicago was winning cups. He's just not. He's about their only hope in that series. Yeah, the Chicago defense is when McDavid's on the ice, they're just going to stay at their own blue line. They're not going to even mess with. <laughs> they're not going to even mess with uh, going through the neutral zone. And I think teams are, as the playoffs go on here, they're going to do the same thing when McKinnon's on the ice. Boy, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch to watch the Avs wind wind up a couple teams. But I think this uh, is the only series out west that I'm actually just I probably won't watch because I don't think it's going to be competitive. I won't watch it until Edmonton inevitably blows game one, and then it's going to be like, well, guess we have to figure out how this goes. <laughs> to answer Earl's question, yes. <laughs> because I, if I, I've got Dallas finishing fourth, that means Dallas and Edmonton, and I, I would easily pick Edmonton Yeah, over Dallas Yeah, in the first round series. So, Same. Yes. I do All have right. Edmonton in the second round. We can jump into the rest of our predictions in just a second, but first, I have to recognize my favorite, 
Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, as I got my Avalanche Amber and my Strawberry Sky here. You can also always pick up the Mile High City at your local Davidson's or head on down to the farmhouse down in Littleton to get it right from the source. Or, of course, head on over to the DNVR Bar with eight different Breckenridge brews on tap down there. You can pick yours up any way you want it. If you head down to the farmhouse, of course, use code DNVR to get $5 off when you order beer and a meal for curbside delivery. Bunch of amazing offers, bunch of amazing beer. Get on it while you can. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast as we continue rolling along through the West here. Has not been very divisive yet, but AJ showing a lot of faith in the Arizona Coyotes. Look, it looks like a pretty good series here. Both Evan and I have it going five. AJ and Dario having it going four. But AJ, even with all the turmoil in Arizona, you believe Nashville just doesn't have it, huh? Yep. I'm out on Nashville. Simple as that. Simple as that, man. I I, I think that uh, Arizona's goaltending is going to be better than Nashville's. And I think Nashville's entire forward core is hilariously overrated these days. And uh, I just think Arizona will get it done. Uh, as much as they've got all kinds of problems in that organization, Taylor Hall's playing for He's playing against his reputation of not being a guy that can carry a team to anything meaningful, uh, a guy that can't win in the postseason, a guy who's only ever going to put up numbers on bad teams. And for a guy trying to go out into a market that doesn't have any money and get paid, I think he needs to be as motivated as he's as he's ever going to be in his entire career. And given that that guy is already really, really, really good, I think we're going to see the best Taylor Hall has to offer in his career, and I think it's going to be better than anything Nashville can match. Boy, I just i I don't buy that team breaking through Nashville. I I actually agree with you. I think Arizona's goaltending might be stronger, but I just don't think Arizona has the depth to consistently put the pressure on Nashville. I think they're going to completely control play against that team. And that's ultimately why they'll come out on top. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like Arizona at all. I, I mean, the only two good things in Arizona are hall and OEL. I, I don't like any of their forwards. Don't like their defense outside of, uh, Larson. Um, I could see why Hall would be motivated, and he has great reasons to be. But um, I don't like Keller, and you know, I I just think that defense is so deep with Nashville. They're just going to control zone exits, and they're just going to put. Um, it's going to be death by a thousand cuts for Arizona. It's not going to be a pretty series to watch. I don't think I'll be too excited to watch that. But Philip Forsberg will score some big goals, um, and man, I. It's hard for me to envision Arizona coming out of that series at all. Yeah, I think this might be the series I tune into the least. Um, I Nashville is dependent on them committing to UC Soros. Um, I think they just have more natural talent than Arizona. And as we've talked about, I think that's going to play a role in these short series. And, you know, I watched Arizona a little bit last night and both their goalies didn't look too great to me, but, um, yeah, I, I just think Nashville's got a little bit more depth in terms of overall talent. I do like Arizona's defense. You know, I, they have Jalmerson back, who I think is still low-key, really, really good defensively. 
Um, but yeah, I just I, I have Nashville winning this with Saros taking over for Rene. That that is kind of the big question: is is will Nashville commit to Saros there? But I just can't do it. I can't pick Arizona. They uh, they can stay bad before they come to the Central Division. Put it that way. And then they'll win the lottery. We know that's it. Oh God! Don't even say that. Lafreniere does not need to come to the Central at all. Yeah, exactly, Pete. Taylor Hall lottery luck guaranteed. Uh, okay, moving on. Next series in the West, of course, we have the Minnesota Wild as the 10 seed versus the Vancouver Canucks as the 7 seed. AJ, you've been talking up. You want the Avs to play Vancouver so bad, and yet here we have you picking the <laughs> Wild over them. Yeah, I just think uh, I think Minnesota's better. You think Minnesota's better? Really? You really do? I do. All right, sell me on this story then, because clearly Vancouver has the better young talent. You think um, Minnesota? I mean, like, like Pedersen, Pedersen and Horvat and Hughes, like they're going to be great, right? Like, and they're going to have great careers. Um, but I think that I think Minnesota can match pretty closely that top talent, the the high end right now. Um, I'm not really super sold on what JT Miller did this year as, as something that was, what was, was real. And I think Minnesota defensively, their top four is still really solid, uh, between Brodeen and Spurgeon, Dumba and Suter, they can match against an explosive offense, uh, that the, that Vancouver is going to try and throw at them. And Vancouver's going to, they're going to skate and they're going to, they're going to cherry pick and they're going to try and create as many, uh, as many of the, the the rush opportunities that they have to they have to have in order to thrive, uh, and in order to do that, they're going to have to take chances. And I think a smart and veteran uh, team like Minnesota is just going to be able to take advantage of them and pick them apart, and wait for Vancouver to make mistakes and then capitalize. And I just I, I just have faith that Minnesota can kind of wait out a young and immature team to kind of shoot themselves in the foot. And I don't, I don't really buy goaltending on either side. On either side, Markstrom had a career year, uh, but I'm, you know, the playoffs. The playoffs are just different. And uh, Vancouver's defense, seriously, it sucks. Like Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes is great, but the rest of that defense is 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 not good. Uh, Edler is still uh, kicking at his age, and he's still he's still pretty effective. But beyond Edler and Hughes, there's nothing there, and. I think that Minnesota can death by a thousand paper cuts them. Um, and I think it'll be a five game series. I don't think it's a blowout. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be razor thin, but I think in a game five, uh, I'm buying Minnesota's experience on this. So here I'm, I'm with AJ. I, I actually had the wild winning this. And then I thought about it some more and I looked at the lineups and the, the, the thing that changed my mind was basically Stalock versus Markstrom. And I like the goaltending slightly, slightly better um, with Vancouver, but um, a lot of people are sleeping on. I, I think this is the most compelling play in. Um, this is one I'm going to watch because I think it's going to be super competitive, very close. I think that Vancouver has the better high end talent. You know, there's nobody in Minnesota that can really compare with Pedersen, um, but you know, 
the Wilder, you know, three lines deep. They got Zuccarello and Galchenyuk on their third line. And then, you know, Vancouver's got, you know, Rose, Rossell and Gaudet on their third line. And then, you know, heck, uh, even Minnesota's got uh, Koivu, Donato, and Hartman on their fourth. Um, and they got Jay Beagle, you know, playing fourth line for Vancouver. And then their, their defense is a lot deeper. It's going to be a matter of whether Minnesota can contain um, JT Miller to Foley and Pedersen on that first line. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a real interesting series. That's going to be a fun series to watch. Uh, well, first of all, put some respect on Jay Beagle's name. He's got a he's got a ring. He's um, got a ring in so, every so North American pro league. Yeah, um, I do disagree with Dario. The more I look at all these series, the more I'm like, man, the West is just not good this year. Some of the, a lot of these teams I just do not find very good. Um, and this is one that I. I think I just threw a name in the uh, down and picked it because I do not. I could see this one going either way too with two completely mediocre teams to me. Um, I, I agree with that. Neither of these teams is getting out of the first round. Like, yeah, whoever whoever yeah. they play, that. unless it's Dallas, is getting smoked. But I do think Minnesota is pretty. They're just decent enough to get by here, so I could see that happening. But I kind of banked on Vancouver's top end talent. Yeah pulling them through this one. Um, what, and, I don't think Minnesota can contain their top end talent at all. I think they're pretty much just going to run right over them at the high end. And Vancouver, at least for now has Tanev healthy um, until he inevitably breaks in the first period of the first game. So I, that kind of played a role, but yeah, I, these are two mediocre teams that, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm looking at this series in the last couple and I'm like, uh, the Eastern Conference has far more interesting matchups that I'm probably going to be watching a little bit closer. Well, we can move on to the final matchup in the Western Conference there with Calgary and Winnipeg going at it. We're split down the middle for once. I think almost all the other ones we were three to one on, but Evan and Dario taking Calgary, AJ and I taking Winnipeg. I'd, Given the Calgary we saw last playoffs, given the regression that team had this year, given Connor Hellebuck, unless a completely different Johnny Gaudreau shows up than we've seen for the last year, I don't see how Calgary gets there. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what's Calgary got? Like, they've got a couple of nice players in their top six. Well, so does Winnipeg. The big thing, the big thing is, is I don't think either defense is any good, and I think one goalie is great and the other one isn't. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that this is going to be particularly close. On the AMP side of things, we we got a firsthand look on not just Johnny Gaudreau getting shut down, but Kachuk had a terrible series against the Avs as well in the playoffs, and there's just not enough there for me to say that Calgary can really be that competitive. Like this was probably Calgary's worst matchup, just because yeah. the, the the Jets, like the Jets' biggest strength outside of Hellebuck, is their high end talent in their top six. And you know the, the with Ehlers playing out of his mind this year, you know with Line A coming back into form and and not being a ghost for five months, you know the, the Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley, all these guys are it's a good team. Their biggest question in the top six is: do, Is Cody, can Cody Eakin be their second line center, and and actually 
hold that job. You know, he's probably a little bit in over his head there, but they've got they've got some decent depth at forward, but like they should their stars drive that bus and then the defense basically just says ole and gives them the old matador treatment and lets Connor Hellebuck just be under siege 40 minutes a night and it works. It just works. Like if I'm going to have a goaltender that's going to be under siege, I'm taking Hellebuck over whichever one they decide to go with in Calgary. Yeah, well, obviously, Evan and I don't feel super strongly about that because we have the series going three to two. You guys feel yeah. real strong about that three <laughs> one to Winnipeg. But um, I think the reason that Calgary overall is a favorite amongst you know prognosticators is just because. Um, Kachuk is really good. I don't care what he did against the Avalanche. That guy is a game changer. He is a pain in the ass. Everyone hates him unless he plays for your own team. And Luchik sucks, and they have problems. But I think one of the secrets for the Avalanche against Calgary in the last playoffs was, and a completely underrated part of how the Avalanche beat Calgary was that their defense. Their defense was solid. Calgary just could not could not do anything against the avalanche uh, coverage. Um, they're going to be able to do something against Winnipeg's coverage. The question is all hell of it. It's all on that guy. Um, you know, can he let in um, less than three goals a game? Um, Cause he's going to see pressure. He's going to see shots. That's a good power play in Calgary. Um, it could go the way you guys are saying, but I think it's all goaltending. And then of course, you know, they do have high end four talent in that top six with Winnipeg. But Calgary's defense is just so much better, in my opinion, than what they have in Winnipeg. Um, And it'll become a goaltending battle from there as far as what's going to even it up. Yeah, I trust Calgary's defense a little just more than you guys, it sounds like. Um, I I don't think they're a great defense. I think they're definitely better than what Winnipeg's got. I look at Winnipeg's defense and I look at Josh Morrissey and just a bunch of dudes. So... Um, I think wow. that's where no love for Neil Pionk. No, donk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not have love for Neil Pionk. Um, cool, me neither. But uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I I do trust Calgary's defense a little bit more. Um, the Avs, you know, Goudreau did get frustrated. I don't think he's going to be as frustrated against this Winnipeg's defense as he was last year. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, Kachuk is, you know, he disappeared after Z hit him, and I think he was hurt a little bit in the playoffs last year after that. But I I think he can make a big difference in this series against that defense that probably is not going to be able to handle him because they're going to be so focused on Goudreau and everything. So, yeah, this one could go either way too, but I just trust Calgary's defense more than Winnipeg's, and I think they have – depth up front to score some goals well like the last series we talked about i think this is going to be a really compelling series to watch i think it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of great chances on both sides and that then like the last series we talked about i don't think either of these teams have a a chance in hell and going very far i don't think they're going to go very far at all but um it's going to be a compelling series on its own to watch i think all right well one more prediction to get to but first like pubic hair on the floor all of these teams will try to avoid getting swept 
Can you tell that this transition is brought to you by Manscaped? <laughs> the year 2020 has been a thing of happening, things that are happening completely out of your control. But there is one thing that you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsor, <laughs> Manscaped, is here to remind you to do so. <laughs> All right. You've gone far enough. The read has accomplished its goal at this point. <laughs> Either way, you can pick up the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer to do exactly what you need to do, both below and above the belt, as well as the rest of their Perfect Package 3.0 to make you smell right and look good, both facial, both your balls. You name it, you're good to go. <laughs> you gotta make sure they smell right, that's for sure. I'm glad we have a dude as our guest today. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it works out okay. Either way, head to manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 to get 20% off your order. Be sure to check out some of their other products as well, including cologne, shave mats, even breath mints. They have you covered no matter what you need. It does remind me I need to buy a sweep. <laughs> iRobot. There you go. Roomba up the pubic hair. Got it. <laughs> All right, that's where this podcast has gone. Final prediction of the show. Who on the Colorado Avalanche is going to lead scoring in the round robin series? And I am I'm very happy to see <laughs> three ranting and picks here. Bruno, I can't believe you didn't go Berkey. Coming through. I all right, look, I love Andre Burakovsky, but let's not get ridiculous. Even got I thought my, uh, everybody was going to say McKinnon. It's the only reason I said Rantanen. It's the only reason. Because <laughs> McKinnon's going to be the leading scorer. Are you crazy? AJ's right. I, if it were the entire playoffs, I would pick McKinnon. But in the round robin, Rantanen's uncanny knack for just scoring like four points off of a return is just going to put him over the top. That's no, McKinnon, McKinnon's in full Terminator mode. Yeah, no stopping that. Yeah, the rest of this, the rest of this is pretending. Yeah, he's full dude, lady this, Bing mode. He is this. This is where this dude is. He's gonna go and get himself a con Smythe, and it starts now. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess the they the officially the round robin does count as playoff statistics. So, it so does. the eight points he's about to have this next week is gonna be big. <laughs> yeah, he must have lost a bet to Z or something because he's wearing Z's hat during the pictures today. I was like, that doesn't seem normal. But yeah, I, I I'm like Dario. I thought it was. I I'm pretty sure it's going to be McKinnon. I actually thought this was for the whole playoffs. So obviously, I did not read what I was supposed Same. to do. But uh, I didn't follow the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. Miko just has a way. Just last year, he led the playoffs in scoring, just picking up points out of nowhere. And I do think the power play kind of goes when he goes. So, yeah, I guess, you know, I'll stick with Rantanen. Well, he has the better playmaking skill set. You know, he can shoot the puck, obviously, especially on that power play. <clears throat> but, you know, he... He's really good at setting guys up and and controlling the puck. Um, McKinnon's just a you know he's it's one thing on his mind and that's scoring, you know, shooting. 
And so a little bit of different players. That's probably why Rantanen did so well in the playoffs last year. He's just a little more rounded on the on the offensive side of the ice. But yeah, I, mean, I my gut feeling is McKinnon is just gonna he's gonna have a hell of a run here. Rantanen's got the the playoff body a little bit too, right? I'm not that McKinnon's small by any means, but Rantanen's six four, and some dude tries to take a run at him, and he's just like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> Don't go uh, full Peter McNabb on us with body types now, Rudy. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear him during the last broadcast? Man, all right. <laughs> Just the body. Chiseled oh, out of marble. Well, the legs are so shapely. <laughs> I wish they would just play the playoffs with nothing so that we could just hear all the noises. <laughs> and yeah, all the trash I, talk. I despise yeah. the fake crowd audio. I think it's the stupidest idea ever, but... I will say the NHL's fake crowd noise has been way better than what baseball has yeah, done baseball so far. Yeah, baseball is awful. Because <laughs> Oakland's sounded like a jet flying overhead mixed with a toilet flushing. And it was just like, this is so distracting. <laughs> is that better or worse than like Texas's where it was like you were standing in a crowd outside yeah. and there's like a weird murmur going on? I didn't mind like, Texas's because that, that felt like white noise to me, whereas the yeah, Oakland one fair. was like, I was so focused on it where I was like, does what? anybody else have a problem with this? Like, I, I was just very, I struggled with Oakland's. It was terrible. All right. Well, before we uh, rag on baseball any more than we already have. It's time to close out the show. Dario, first of all, thank you for coming on. Anything you got to plug? Anything out there? Uh, no, I have nothing to plug. I, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at Dario in Denver, and that's about it. I just uh, talk shop. There you go. Go follow the man. Always willing to talk hockey, if that's what you're looking for. Us over at the DNVR Lounge as well. If you're not subscribed to DNVR, consider signing up today as the playoffs are about to begin. But for AJ, Evan, and Dario, I'm Rudo. We are out of here for this Friday. The next time we talk to you, there will be an avalanche hockey game that matters to talk about. So until then, take it easy. No, you don't get any audio for this because I closed the, the music. So you have to listen to me talk during Awkward. the things for watching instead. Awkward. <laughs>